Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Wow, welcome everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the MTB Tribe Podcast, episode number one. This is pretty exciting. I am very glad to be here. I am very glad that you have downloaded and listening to the show. And if you're new to mountain biking or just want something fresh in mountain biking, this is definitely the show for you. We'll be going inside the industry, speaking to the brains of industry leaders, finding out what makes them tick. We'll bring you information on everything from gear to diet to trails and all them little bits in between. And also why I ride. Yes, I want to talk to you. I want you, the everyday rider to break down the reasons why you ride. So please get in touch, get involved and uh, let your voice be heard. So I thought basically with it being episode number one, it would be only fitting that that is the episode we would run. So a Why I Ride run. And, you know, it's a good opportunity for you to get involved in the podcast. You can come along, have a chat with me. Get your voice out in the podcast so we understand why you ride, where you ride and what you ride um, and just have a bit of fun with it. So on to today's show. Today we have a local rider and to be honest he's the guy that got me back into mountain biking after not doing it for a lot of years. He's originally from Ballycastle, now lives in Korean. He has his own business. He is a surfboard shaper and a very, very good one. I know that because I have two of his boards. We'll be chatting about how he got started in mountain biking, who was doing it around the same time he was, what's kept him motivated, uh, what he rides now, where he rides now. So let's start the show and let's have a chat with Mr. Con Osborne. We're live in the studio with Mr. Gareth Beggett. Introducing Mr. Con Osborne. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and germs. Welcome, Mr. Con Osborne. Thank you very much for being on the MTB Tribe podcast. Hey. Appreciate you. it very much. Thank you for being here. Awesome. How's you today? Awesome. Great. Thank How you. was the Dava ride last night? Dava ride was great. A nice, been out there in the evening, beautiful sunset. Um, just totally different uh, playing ground altogether. It was lovely. Had you any offs? No offs. Uh, I'm too old to fall off. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's a great spot, and the weather was lovely last night. Yeah, very good night. Very good. Um, so, talking to you a wee bit just about mountain biking and your interests in mountain biking and what kind of got you involved in that whole scene. What got me involved? Well, it started off because when I was a kid, I never had a proper bicycle. I had my hand-me-downs from my sister, which were such things as a rally chopper, you know. Uh, it was almost so bad it had the fronds off the handlebars. But everyone else had a BMX, you know, trying to jump a chopper as well. It's just a bit shit. So um saved up and got me this bike, which wasn't a BMX, um, but it was a Peugeot mountain bike. Silver frame joke was like a orange and red sort of sig- sigma uh, logo on the top top what tube. what age were you then let me see i could tell you exactly what age i was i was 10 wow 
So, yeah, I guess I started mountain biking at 10. And this was in Bally Castle? This was outside Bally Castle right. at Fairhead. So there were sort of wee trails and things around there, sheep trails, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you were talking like uh, right up the side of a hill and uh, jump over a fence, right down the other side of the hill, <laughs> that sort of stuff. No trails about, really, apart from sheep trails. And... Uh, Friends wise, was there many people doing it at that time? Had you any friends mountain biked? Or? Uh, I would like to joke about having an imaginary friend, but I don't want to uh, upset the people in the audience who actually do suffer from that. <laughs> so, yeah, I won't go into that. So, Nobody most, kids, was about. most kids were BMXing at that time, yeah? Or well, BMXing, but I was up in the country and any kids with BMXers were in town, kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. solo. Very good. So, um, yeah, um, I eventually moved to Portrush and discovered a couple other guys around here and joined the um, Ban Wheeler Cycling Club. Wow. And there was a few guys in that that mountain biked. So um, Guy Bert Atkinson springs to mind and he was responsible for driving out to all these oh, middle-of-nowhere places where there would have been a race organised for the other guys in Northern Ireland who had a mountain bike. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I used to go out and ride out and train all around different parts, different forests in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I've no really idea where they actually were. <laughs> and I was a kid, you know, I wasn't driving. Bert, oh, well, Bert, if Bert was driving, obviously he was older then. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, them guys were a wee bit more switched into it. and A lot more switched in. You know, um, those guys were really the, you know, the guys that did it. Yeah, mm. they were the start. They were the first ones. Yeah, so as far as riding around Portrush, there's still really no trails there, really, bar the wee coast trail. But where were you riding at in Portrush, or were you just relying on Bert and them guys to take you out to? Well, yeah, no. Um, there was Craig Huller Quarry, and um, it was, wasn't was used as a landfill as it was, in, or as it is at the minute. Uh, so we used to ride around there, and we linked together wee trails in there. But um, there was the wee coastal pass between Port Rush and Port Stewart, as some of you would know, and we were able to link all that together into one nice wow. ride out, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was a local one there. Uh, but we used to do Garva as well, and then you've got uh, Benevena and all that crack there as well. And how did you hook up with Bert? I'm interested just to know how you actually hooked up with them well, guys. Did you just um, run into them? It or? was through the Bam Wheelers. I can't remember how I got into the Bam Wheelers. I think there was more coverage in the local papers of cycling and stuff back mm. in those days, you know. And did you see, at that stage, were you seeing mountain biking getting more popular? Was there oh, was there more media coverage at then, or was it, was was it something uh, new? Or? Oh, it was totally new. I mean, the first exposure that I saw to it, really, saw of it really, that it was a sport, was the American magazines that used to get into Easton's and Cool Rain. Uh, I can't remember what they recall. I guess just mountain biking. We glossy American mags that smelt heavily of chemical print. Mm-hmm. Gotta love that. So, yeah, those were subsequently um, worshipped, honoured, and cut up and stuck on a wall like a massive collage. All the heroes were there, you know. And then maybe a couple of years after that, uh, it became a thing in the UK scene. Uh, enter mountain bike in UK. That would mm-hmm. be the first one, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, I would say you probably looked up to Bert and them guys because they were a bit older than you, but... Oh, totally, yeah. Who stood out in the pro scene? Who was in the magazines that you liked that kind of caught your eye? Okay, yeah, there was the whole American scene, which was obviously where, you know, that was that big deal, you know? Uh, such guys as Ned Overend, John Tomac, 
Oh gosh, oh, you catch me off guard here. But yeah, a local, well, I'll say local, a UK guy would have been Tim Gold. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually got to meet him one weekend. We had a trainer over who trained Tim Gold and uh, Missy Guyov and all that. Mm. Google it. And, um, <laughs> to all your kids out there, Google it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, he came over and that was our sort of exposure to, oh my God, this stuff is actually real. Do you know? So it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, suddenly it went from a magazine to person, you know. And from there, I know you worked in England a bit and got into biking there too and had uh, a yes. bike made for you over there or built for you over there. Um, Tell me a wee bit about that. Tell well, me the stories yeah, from there. I went back to England after being there for a time. I studied over in Bristol. Now, the trails there were, they're all woodland trails. They are awesome or were awesome. What part? Whereabouts? <laughs> well, right in town, there's loads of woods. Um, it's quite thickly wooded you know so um yeah the great trails there there was loads and loads of quality shops uh, it was sort of boom time of mountain biking over there the magazines were rife um uh uk riders were getting on to the downhill scene you know uh, you've got like steve pete steve pete and um yeah that was all happening bikes were getting more and more advanced we had like cannondale lefties bike then google it and um <laughs> So, um, what was I riding at the time? I was riding, uh, it was a French bike called a Sun, S-U-N-N. And it was like a, a chrome frame. It was actually a Kona Lava Dome frame. So that'll give you an idea of what it was like. And um, I just thought it was value for money. And I subsequently splashed out in one of the wee local bike shops in Bedminster and got a, a Lastromer fork system. It weighed about, it must have weighed about, oh, about 25 kilos, <laughs> forks alone. And they were spongy and, yeah, they absorbed shocks and I just loved them. And, and, and was that a rigid at the back, obviously? Oh, most, it was no tail, such yeah. thing as full full sauce at this time. Well, full sauce was coming in, yeah. Right. It was coming in. And, uh, yeah, um, I was going with a girl who was in Germany at the time she was studying there so I got over to Germany to Bavaria South Munich went up the Alps there I was able to go to one of the bike shops there and they're Germans being Germans they're like here take this yeah it's the latest Scott full suspension so took that up one of the Alps and down wow wow you know you, rail mountain biking you know you get up and there's snow you mm. know and you get up to the top and yeah, I thought it was all great and all, wow. And, uh, yeah, I'm sitting up in there having a sandwich or something. And, yeah, this guy goes running past me, you know. It's like, yeah, they just do this every day. So, yeah, <laughs> put things into perspective. <laughs> so, you, I know you own a very nice orange, old school orange. Tell me a story about that. How did you come about getting that? Well, I got that in Bristol. I saw it in a shop window. It was one of these pawn shops. Um, what do you call it, like cash converters or something that was sitting in there in a sorry estate for £50. It's a C16R. It's like uh, oh, a double, triple-butted uh, steel. Flex TV frame, extremely light, extremely easy to accelerate uh, and climb, but really old-school geometry. It's pure rigid, and I love it. Yeah, because you still ride it the old time, I still ride it, yeah. Well, I've upgraded a few of these things on yeah. it, you know. It's got, now you've got brakes. Well, they, yeah, for 50 quid, you're not going to get brakes as well, you know. Yeah, you know. You know, so yeah. you done pretty well. So. Uh, so, very good. And you came back home um, 
did you come back home with a new bike then, or what did you do? Well, um, I was working over in Lancashire, and um, I did all the trails around there as well. You know, it's it's an unusual place. Uh, I was in Chorley. It's an unusual place, as in it's quite well populated and built up, but all around it is just this open countryside. You know, it's like the Lake District and stuff. So, yeah, we did all that, and there's lovely trails around there. Again, totally different from Bristol, you know, but um, I hooked up with the boys in Merlin Cycles. Hello. And I went in and said hello, hung around a bit, and saw what they were up to. I really liked all the, all the crack, and um, your hope was really sort of getting to be a really good name. So I just, mm. anything that was homegrown like that, be it Pace, Hope, or Orange, yeah, that was just, I just really appreciated what those guys were yeah, doing. certainly. You know, so um, I got as much Hope gear on it as I could. Uh, it was a Kinesis Max Lite, Cross Country 1, with a Mark 1, and that's what I currently ride to this day. It's got Murzaki's oil and coils on it. Wow, which are... Uh, Everyone's quite old, but yeah. it works so well. I just love it. Yeah, how old's that bike now? Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Old, and you brought that bike here with you, obviously. Then, yeah, from yeah, there, yeah, yeah, and that's the one I've been riding ever since. Yeah, right. um, yeah. If I had a choice between that and a new bike, oh, I'd take a new bike. Yeah, full suspension. Oh, bikes have moved on so well. The gears are totally different yeah. as well. And what would great. you go for? Well, I'd like to say orange, you know, but I mean, they're all rocking a single pivot on the rear suspension, and mm-hmm. you know, I like to climb. Yeah. So uh, probably a nice lightweight specialised. Oh dear. Or uh, yeah, Sonic not deers and bad because I actually ride a specialised. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. we'd both be riding specialised. I like a Santa Cruz. You know, being old school and all. You know, you you got to take the tip the hat with the old homage and all that. You know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Yep. So how many bikes have you had over your illustrious career? Illustrious. Right. Okay. Well. First mountain bike was that wee Peugeot I was talking about, and that curly worry handlebars, you know. So that was numero uno, uno, uno. And then had another Peugeot after that. I mean, I really used the bikes, you know. Uh, then I bought Burt's, Burt Atkins, oh. um, Rally. And you M-tracks. still have one of his saddles as well. I still use it to this day. <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty old. That's only about 20 years old. So what is that? That would be a. Sell Italia Rolls, Rolls saddle, mm. yeah, yeah, Rolls. So, yeah, I still have it. So, from the top again, a Peugeot, whatever it was back in the day, this with a silver frame, uh, another Peugeot with like a, a a blue metallic frame. Then I say I bought that Sun, which was the Coney Lavadome, really, and then the Max Light. And in between, they uh, acquired the C16R, the orange. Right. So five. Five or, five or six. Five or six. Five. There, six. five. Yeah, yeah. That's it. In how many years? 28 years? Well, that's pretty good going. And you've been biking for 28 years. 28 years, yeah. Now, you hung your bike up or parked it up or whatever way you want to call it for a while. Um, any yeah. reason behind that or well, what life, was the scenario? Stuff like that and moving and things. But, I mean, there wasn't a year where I wasn't on a bike, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, I wasn't doing it every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was hung up. Very good. And uh, as far as trails go out around here, um, I kind of know what you're riding because I obviously ride with you. But um, what's what's standing out for you at the minute? What are you enjoying? 
Well, I'm enjoying it at the minute. Well, the weather, just put it into perspective, folks. If you went outside, um, you might as well just go swimming in your clothes. Yeah, it's been pretty <laughs> rough. So any forest trails or anything like that are just pure gloop, you know. And yeah, fair enough. You could go and do it. It's not much fun, but you're going to wreck the trails. So we've mm. been doing Dava, which is like a purpose-built trail. It's yeah. a stone chip track. And that's been going nice. Um, it's different from what I ever rode in the past. Was everything you were riding then a wee bit more, let's say, like Garver, where it was all handmade, if you like, rooty and quite technical? And Yeah, Bristol was very much like that. Yeah. Right. Lancashire was different. It was wide open country, but with wee technical trails linking up, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah. yeah, it was all scraped on the side of a hill kind of thing. You know, it wasn't uh, designed you know yeah yeah just the way it was wasn't machined in a way okay uh and the last year i was there um up in betsy code in wales there was a really nice purpose-built trail that was the first one i was on you know but i didn't get real time to probably Mm -hmm. appreciate it yeah 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 if you had any option where would you ride now what trail would you love to to ride anywhere Oh shit! Probably somewhere over in northern Spain would be would be all right. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> well, let's do that. Then. Let's do that. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Dav is quite good, isn't it? Like initially when we went up there, Cause it, just, it was just so different. Yeah, yeah, right. And uh, so rocky as well for for a, a rigid. Yeah, because you well, were riding. We tackled it on a, on a rigid the first time. Yeah, you were riding your orange. Yeah. Which was completely rigid. I was riding my concept, which is old and very cheap. Concept. Everyone's like, "What which, is that?" Yeah. Everyone was like, "What is that?" Back in the day, anyway. You know? And uh, it was full rigid. So we had a very different experience. But as we have progressed and our bikes have progressed a bit, yeah, yeah, um, it's got better. Right? We, I love it. I'll be honest. I love it. I think it's a great well, spot. The more we're riding, the more we're enjoying it. And as as you always say, gee, you know, the more you're riding, you're getting fair. If you're going faster, you're you're going to enjoy it more because it's becoming easier. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that was a really good climb you did last night. Yeah, yeah, that was fastest yet. You know, yeah. So we're, we're we're not stopping. We're just doing the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're quite spoiled even here. Uh, we're based in the north coast, but even here we have so many varying trails. Yeah, so, we do have know, some nice trails. Yeah. So like Garva's so different to Dava. Yeah, yeah. You know, really different. So you have that mixture, which is really cool. So you can hone different skills. Oh, you're getting you totally know. exposed to, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we never knew anything like Dava back in the day, you know? No. It's just, it's so good to be out riding, even though it's pissing. Yeah. But you know? Yeah, you can still enjoy it there. Yeah. Certainly. More it's of those places. It's a great setup. So thank you very much for coming on. Now, where can people get in contact with you regards Osborne surfboards and stuff like that? All right, okay. Uh, it's simple. A simple uh, email. It's Osborne Surf at Yahoo Co UK. No, it's not Co UK. It's com. Uh-huh. Or go on Instagram, Osborne Surfboards Instagram. That's it. They are. And what about Beck? But can anybody get you on that? Or? Osborne Surfboards. Same as. Same as. Right. Well, thank you very Osborne, much. Osborne, no you. Now, just before you go. In one sentence, mm. can you please tell me why you ride? I ride because I love the buzz. There you are. It's as easy as that and as simple as that. Thank you very much, Mr. Con Osborne. See you in the trail, dude. See you later. Bye. 
That's the show for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed that. Now, one last thing before you bike off. Please go to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your content. Subscribe, rate, share the show and please leave a review. Also, please get in touch via the old social media and let me know what you would want to hear on the show. Is there anybody you would want to hear from? Pick their brains about a certain topic, anything. Just drop me a comment and let me know. And for more information on today's show or today's guest, please visit the show notes at mtb-try.com. And one more thing, what bike are you riding? Drop me a comment. Thanks for listening.